Hello and welcome to the D2C Podcast. I'm Eric Dick. Today we're making gains with Eric G. Sun Woo, CEO and co-founder of Gainful, a fully personalized health and supplementation company currently disrupting the $20 billion global protein powder market. This podcast is a deep dive into the true meaning of personalization when it comes to both product and marketing, and you'll hear why you can only buy Gainful by taking their quiz and what effects that has on their conversion rates, AOV and LTVs. You'll hear what what most brands get wrong about personalization. We'll go deep on the quiz that Gainful has that launched a million dynamic messages. And you'll also hear about the true value of a Y Combinator experience. I hope you enjoy this one as much as I did. Eric is a true master of personalization. On with the show. This is something that I think can be applied to every single category, every single industry, every single business model. Personalization is just a means to an end. And the end is really understanding each customer and treating every customer as an individual. Personalization shouldn't be just slapped on. It doesn't have to be wrapped in the glitz of what personalization is today, because ultimately personalization is just a way for us to understand every single customer and treat them in a way that recognizes that they have needs that may be different from the customer next to them. The magic of Gainful is in the personalization. It's in what we can do for you. It's in what the ingredients can do for you if we're given the chance to tailor them to your experience. D2C marketers, let's get real. How many hours have you wasted searching for brand influencers only to come up empty-handed? It's time to stop spending time searching, scrolling, and haggling with influencers and start using creator marketing with hashtag paid. With hashtag paid, you can find your perfect creator match for your brand in less than 10 minutes every time. Getting started is easy. Just select your audience, campaign objectives, pick from a short list of creators, and hit run. It's just that easy. There's a reason why Hashtag Paid is the number one rated influencer marketing platform for D2C brands. As a D2C listener, you can even get credits for your first campaign. Just go to go.hashtagpaid.com slash DTCpod to get started. Eric, it's great to be on the D2C podcast with another Eric. Uh, can we start with why you built Gainful? Give me the why of Gainful. Of course. And thanks for having me on, Eric. As you said, it's always great to be on with another Eric. The why I built Gainful is a bit of a meandering story, actually, and it starts way back in high school. And I'll try not to talk your ear off with this one, but it is a fun one, and it does involve one of my best friends, who is my co-founder, Jahan. We were co-captains of our high school soccer team. We grew up in Southern California, playing soccer together. And I don't know if you, did you play any sports in high school or college? Yeah, quite a bit. Quite a bit of baseball, quite a bit of hockey. Gotcha. And if you are in the gym or after practice with your teammates, your friends, you'll probably be familiar with the idea of them running over to 7-Eleven and grabbing this sugar-laden muscle milk or whatever, ready to drink protein shake from the shelf because they just thought that's what athletes did. And for me and Jahan, we never really touched any of this stuff. It was kind of a world that we didn't know anything about, that we didn't really want to involve ourselves in because even from a pretty early age, it was obvious that our friends, our teammates, the people we go to the gym with, they had no idea what was in this muscle milk or whatever protein powder that they were trying for the first time. And that felt pretty silly to be putting something that you have no idea about. You don't know what the benefits are in your body, even at a young age, like I said. And that really stayed with us through college. We continued playing soccer in college and people started trying creatine and pre-workout and all sorts of different supplements. And still, 
the brands were super macho. They were made for bodybuilders and meatheads. I can just picture them, just veiny <laughs> and tan, just so veiny and tan, and like with like foil everywhere, bright, bright silver and label. gold on it's, everyone. It's a classic hallmark of the of the supplement industry. Yeah, and where where else in your life do you? go to a place that's full of brands that look like that, or there's a sweaty shirtless man on the front of the label and say, yeah, that's what I want to put in my body. Like nowhere. That doesn't happen anywhere. And that that's pretty much what the experience was for our, for our entire lives up until the point where we made gainful, which is honestly driven exactly by this experience where I stopped playing soccer competitively. I wanted to find something that was right for me. I went to my local GNC because I had started going to the gym and lifting weights properly for the first time. And it was just floor to ceiling industrial tubs of stuff that has name like Muscle Farm, Nitro Tech. There's there's a pre workout out there now called Total War, right? Like insane, insanely branded things. And on top of it, the ingredients look like they could come out of a nuclear dump. You have no idea if they're actually things you're supposed to be putting in your body to help you or if they're going to hurt you. And so that day, I went back to my college apartment and I began buying up raw ingredients on Amazon mixing them up in Tupperware containers, like some sort of crazy science experiment in my basement. And granted, I, I have no prior knowledge of nutrition, performance nutrition, sports nutrition. None of that was in my wheelhouse, but I just wanted to find something that was right for me that I could trust at least a little bit. And I told Jahan about it. And Jahan, the reason I told him was because I was hoping he could help me build a little website for my side project that I had going on here. And he got super excited. He said, this is really cool. Personalized nutrition is the future. He said, I don't know if you know this man, but this is going to be huge. This shouldn't be your little side project. This should be a fully fledged business. And one thing led to another, and we ended up getting into uh, Y Combinator out in the Bay Area. We moved there for that accelerator, and and the rest has been, I don't know, for a cliche history. Let's talk about personalization. I think that's one of the interesting, you know, the most interesting aspects of the product. It's such a it's such a buzzword in the space. What are you doing right about personalization that you think maybe other people might get wrong? I'll cater this, I guess, a little bit to the to the audience here, which is DC, obviously. If you look at a lot of the successful companies in the last, say, five years in DC, a lot of them have been based on personalization. And that's why, as you said, it can be kind of a buzzword now. You're thinking about people who are really innovating in beauty and hair care, pros, functional beauty. You're thinking about skincare with brands like Proven. Curology, you're thinking even about like dog food and really even like meal kit companies are about personalization too. Blue Apron, Farmer's Dog. But if you think about the place where it might need it the most, like the vertical that might need personalization the most, it's probably supplementation. And that's because there's a lot of people who are hawking a lot of misinformation. Most people are not like I, like I wasn't a nutrition science expert. And really what people are looking for is a little bit of honest guidance to help them find something that is super high stakes. It's your health we're talking about here. Like it's sure. It's one thing to have skin that's very emotional, you know, to have skin that needs uh, curated moisturizers or curated acne care. It's another thing for hair to have that too. But really we feel that supplements is one of the most intimate things that you can be buying online because it's actually 
go in your body. We're talking about your whole body health here. And, and we felt like it really just needed it. Um, I don't know. That was a meandering way of answering the question. We feel like personalization is incredibly deserved in, in this space specifically. And, and it kind of like you, you caught my, my sentiment there about it being a buzzword because I think there are a lot of brands that probably slap the idea of personalization on. And maybe it means that they get a new email flow or, uh, you know, there's there's some aspect of the product that's maybe maybe personalized in some way. But when it comes to, yeah, you're actually, t- you know, putting this into your body. Everyone has different body composition. Everyone has different nutritional composition, um, you know, in terms of what they take in. So it does seem like a real true application of personalization. So how did you go from, you know, we, we don't need to go into the formulations, but I'm just curious about the process of going from you, you know, mad scientisting in your in your basement to to actually being able to make you know educated um, suggestions for people for what they what they consume. Yeah, obviously today it's not me in my basement with Tupperware, and it's not me making up formulations for my friends. <laughs> that would certainly not have scaled very well. But even just knowing, like they answered this way, so therefore they should get more of this or or etc. Yeah, yeah, totally. And and what I'm saying is the first thing that we knew we had to do is we had to bring on some credible scientists, some credible dietitians and nutritionists to help us build this out. So our first hire was actually a registered dietitian. He's still with us today. His name is Matt, and he might be somebody that if you go ahead and take the quiz at our website, you will get a good chance of actually being able to talk to Matt, um, who's a registered dietitian. He helped us design some of the original formulations, some of the original algorithm. But then we also went about bringing on science advisors from the world of performance nutrition and really high-level elite sport. And if you think about it, these are the folks who are creating the meals, creating the supplementation routines for Steph Curry, for some of the best athletes in the world. And we've had the luxury, the pleasure of being able to work with them to create basically digitize their brains and bring that knowledge, that elite-level sports nutrition knowledge to a place where now we can give it to the everyday person, the everyday athlete, the person who's going to the gym a couple times a week, is really trying to make a change in their lives. Um, and that's that's definitely been a blessing. We um, we were lucky enough to be able to land some really incredible science advisors. For example, the former VP of performance at the 76ers, the current VP of health and performance at the Sacramento Kings. We have a sleep science advisor who's been working really closely with the Detroit Lions. We have somebody who's a 20-year vet at Cliff Bar who created all their hydration formulas. So Really, really exciting people to be working with and also really great to see how they're able to bring, again, elite level performance nutrition to a place where we can now give it to the masses. That's interesting. How I want to get into how you drive personalization through the quiz, but just a, a moment on all of this. Um, it's not social proof. It's it's you know these high level people you're bringing to the table. Like, how do you leverage their credibility in your sales funnel? Because I imagine it's super beneficial. I, I just know selling from a doctor's perspective. You put on a lab coat. It's a lot easier to sell something generally. And when you have a, a you know a panel of wise people, uh, I bet it I bet it helps. How do you use that in the sales process? We we think about our science. I guess you would call it proposition from two different ways. The first is we have our registered dietitian program. And so these are licensed nutritionists, people who are actually on staff at Gainful who are paired up with every single person who takes the quiz. So regardless of whether or not you're a customer, you get free unlimited one-on-one access to your very own registered dietitian. And this is a person who can, you can ask them anything about your products, your own nutrition, your fitness, your goals, and they're there to guide you through this experience, regardless of whether or not you buy Gainful. But most of the people who buy Gainful and have that interaction with the registered dietitian find way more value out of it. So that's one side. That's the registered dietitian program that we have. 
that's very concierge. And then we have our science advisory board. And this is the panel of experts that I mentioned, the people that we've painstakingly assembled over the last couple of years. And these are the people who help us design the formulations for the product. These are the people who help us design the algorithms, all the various levers that we pull on the back end to then give you the perfect product recommendation. But this is like really just scratching the surface. We feel like there's so much more that we can be doing with both our science advisory board and our registered dietitians to really enrich the experience of the customer from the very first impression that they have of us, which may be an advertisement where it's one of our science advisors talking about the importance of creatine, for example, all the way through to many, many months, years down the line when they've been a subscriber and we're telling them how to switch up their routine to help them reach their next milestone, their next fitness or nutrition goal. So how many products are there on the other side of this funnel? Are they, are they all like, is it just a matter of, uh, you know, individual products that you get certain amounts of, or are the individual bags actually altered based on answers in the quiz? There's two levels to it. We have a system level approach where we give people the right products for them. So if you are, for example, a long distance runner, we'll give you a specific hydration recommendation as well as a protein recommendation so that you can hydrate during your runs, but then also recover and have muscle recovery after your runs. That's the system level personalization that we do. And then there's also the skew level personalization that we do, where we actually choose a protein formula, for example, that has a certain macronutrient breakdown that we know is tailored to your style of recovery based on the intensity of exercise, the frequency of exercise, what types of exercises you're doing, even your height, weight, your sleep, all these factors are taken into consideration so that what's inside the bag is actually tailored to you as well as the product mix, the things that you're getting as a recommendation as part of your cart, quote unquote, is also tailored to you. Uh, Let's talk about the quiz because I think you're the first product that I've seen that really owns it to the level you do where you you can't even buy the product without taking the quiz or it's not obvious that you can. (laughs) You cannot. cannot. That's really interesting. No, you can't. You really, you really cannot. You're owning it. I love (laughs) it. This is true personalization. So like, tell me about this process. Like, have you always gone, I guess, I guess the product requires it. The personalization level that you just described requires that you take the quiz before you buy. It does. It is our bread and butter. It is the whole reason that we have to exist, which is we want to be able to create the right products for you. And generally speaking, it can be pretty high stakes too. For example, dietary restrictions. If you have one that you're not, that's not mentioned in the quiz, then we can't account for it. And that is often something that people run into when they just go ahead and go to a store and buy things off the shelf. And it can genuinely be dangerous if you take the wrong supplements at the wrong dosages or if you take the wrong supplements based on the ingredients that you might be allergic to. So that's one of the reasons why it's pretty high stakes. But on top of that, again, the magic of Gainful is in the personalization. It's in what we can do for you. It's in what the ingredients can do for you if we're given the chance to tailor them to your experience. Is this a custom experience on the website? Are you are you hosting this elsewhere or are you, have you built the entire quiz process on your website? This is, this is the brainchild of my brilliant co-founder, our CTO, Jahan. He's built this all himself. It's... It's, it's on a platform called Django, but really it's, it's all custom built. I talk with so many people that are, that are doing quizzes, but again, very few have the stakes of this one. What are, what are the key ways, but maybe besides the product, obviously the product formulation is determined by this quiz, but what are the key ways that you've actually oriented your marketing to take advantage of the data that's in this quiz? I could talk your ear off about this because it's just so much that we're capturing in the quiz that's really, really interesting from not just a growth marketing perspective, but also from a retention marketing perspective. And ultimately, our goal is to personalize the experience 
end-to-end. So from the first impression that you have of Gainful, and I'm, I'm not just talking about impressions on like paid social, maybe it's an impression from a friend, right? You see them wearing a t-shirt, or you see them using their Gainful, all the way through to, again, like I said, many years down the line, when they've been a subscriber, a happy subscriber for, for many, many years, there are still things that we can do to enrich that experience based on what we've known from you from this little quiz that we ask in the very beginning. And there's also a lot of work that we're doing right now to do check-ins so that we have this sort of continuous closed loop system of feedback where we can know where you are in your fitness journey and know whether or not we're helping you in your fitness journey. More to come on that. There's a lot of interesting things that we can do partnering up with companies that have fitness trackers or wearables, but that's all on the horizon for us. In terms of marketing, really what we can do is we can segment people in really interesting ways. We can say, hey, you're a man, 18 and 23 years old. You are primarily weightlifting. Your main fitness goal is building muscle and you are keto. And then we can give you an entirely different experience, not just at the product level from the ingredients that you're getting, but also from the lifecycle marketing, what kind of content you're getting, which registered dietitian we pair you up with. And these are all things that we feel are, and we've seen this borne out in the data, huge levers for keeping people on the subscription and getting them actually to understand that this has been part of your life and that nutrition is 70% of your body composition. And therefore, if you want to look good and feel good, you're going to want to nail nutrition first and also make sure that you have fitness following pretty closely behind so how many flows spider out from this quiz? Like how many different customized flows happen from this? It's a great question. We can't answer that question because there are so many different branching logic. Like there's so many pieces of branching logic in it that it's not like, oh, hey, you are a weightlifting college guy. You're in flow A. Hey, you are a vegan yogi. You're in flow B. That's that's not really how we've approached it. it just all kind of spider webs. And there's dynamic insertion, I bet, too, tons right? of that. Dynamic insertion based yeah. on answers. Yeah, if you're talking specifically about Clavio, yeah, there's there's tons of that. And, and Maddie, who's who owns retention and CRM for us, can can definitely I think boggle some minds if she were to show you some screenshots from what we're working with. That's super interesting. I urge everyone to go out and check out the quiz on gainful.com because it's uh it, it, I'm I'm gonna just test it out and uh, I'm gonna I'll probably buy some because I've just I just did a workout today, so I think I probably better get some get on some Fantastic. Uh, some supplementation. Should we, should we an email. We'll, we'll load you up with some extra goodies if you, uh, if you tell me what email you use to take the quiz. I love it. What um, are there any downsides to personalization? Is are there any downsides to building a business that that has you know this much personalization built into it? The first thing that all marketers and VCs come to me and say is, "Boy, by having a quiz, don't you see a lot of drop off? Don't you see a lot of people who don't want to finish the quiz in order to see the products?" And truthfully, we do see drop off, but. Our conversion rate is comparable with that of any best-in-class direct-to-consumer e-commerce company because people are coming to our homepage, our landing pages, with the explicit knowledge that they're going to give us something in return for a personalized experience. And that is the whole point of taking the quiz. And so the quiz is not actually where we see people dropping off. It's when they get to check out. And we have to do some extra convincing, for example, about the price, about the ingredients, about the benefits, about the results. And that is where we would experience drop-off if we're experiencing drop-offs, not throughout the quiz, which is typically where a lot of marketers think we would experience the most drop-off. But it also must help massively in repeat. In it just be uh, having all this data, having it personalized. You're not going to get this from your local GNC. You're going to feel like, oh, I don't, I don't want to put that in me now that you know I have this personalized mix. So I imagine it's just massively helpful in LTV as well. Exactly, exactly. And the, the things that we can do to actually help our customers reach their goals as a result of having a little bit more base level knowledge about their goals, their timeline for those goals, 
and what they're doing on the fitness side of things to reach those goals makes this such a stickier proposition for us to actually get into your goals. Yeah, it's, it's funny. I was thinking about it. So it rules out Amazon just because Amazon is not going to be able to provide this level of personalization, which is probably more of a blessing in your case because you're not only known for your product well, you're known for this being an essential part of your product. And we do have it. I don't know if it's in confidence. I don't know if this is something that they want me publishing, but uh, we do know that Amazon is actually also interested in layering on more personalization to their platform. Obviously, giant company moves a little bit like a cruise ship turns a little bit like a cruise ship but they've been interested well, jeff in- bezos listens to the podcast so you should, <laughs> you should definitely contract both of the erics uh and and we can talk about building more personalized like i bet you're probably a personalization expert i would say in terms of like the way you and your partner especially who built this master mother funnel that's it's funny with something that we've been talking about at d2c is learning more about our subscribers and it brings me back to this concept that russell brunson had uh, i think in 2018 2019 he was really talking a lot about the mother funnel uh, and the funnel that kind of feeds everything in your business and this is exactly what this is this is yeah <laughs> I've, I've never heard the the term mother funnel before but even just intuitively viscerally it feels like what we're doing here yeah so okay so back so let's chat about growth then what in the last sort of 12 months has been the biggest growth lever for gainful i don't want to say a lot of the things that a lot of people have probably heard already on this podcast it's been a pretty crazy time to say the least unprecedented is the word that everybody wants to use when it comes to growth marketing paid marketing the last 12 months for us we knew that we didn't want to be a company that just cranked facebook ads from day one we knew that and we definitely made preparations to make sure that we had solid footing in terms of where we were getting our new customers from. And that, I think, is borne out in the attribution that we have and the evolution of the attribution of where our new customers are coming from that we've seen over the last 12 months. So, you know, this time a year ago, a year and some change ago, we were getting quite a few customers on Facebook, on Instagram, obviously, not a whole lot on Google. And now we actually have more people coming from TikTok on any given day than Facebook by a factor of five. We have about the same amount of people coming from TikTok as we have coming from Instagram. We have more people coming from Google than we have coming from TikTok. We were just able to, if you look at the evolution of the curves, really smooth things out over our different acquisition channels. we got affiliate running properly, referrals doing well. And of course, organic is always a huge part of, of what we do here. And we want to make sure that we are providing the right content, the right word of mouth, strong referral programs so that people still come to the site even without us having to cough up any cat dollars on them. It's time to let your customers enjoy the products they love without the friction of reordering. That's why the world's most innovative brands like Pete's Coffee and Il Maquillage rely on Order Groove subscriptions to build long-lasting customer relationships and deliver recurring revenue. Order Groove integrates with all e-commerce platforms, making the experience easy to manage and seamless for shoppers. From enrollment incentives to churn-fighting AI, Order Groove gives your business the tools it needs to be the next big subscription success story. Visit ordergroove.com DTC to receive two months off your first contract. Uh, do you guys run your Google internally or do you run it through an agency? We, we partner with an agency on certain parts of it. It's, it's kind of an interesting setup, but we do most of it internally. Interesting. And what's been the lever there for really growing that channel out? We started actually focusing quite a bit more on SEO strategy about a year and a half ago. And that was a pretty big unlock for us. And another thing was also, frankly, having the right people in place. We hired some really incredible folks on the team who had deep knowledge, deep expertise on building out Google campaigns from the ground up. And we were able to really 
kind of piece by piece, incrementally increase the percentage of our new customers that were coming from Google, both from brand and non-brand Google search terms. And we also found uh, quite a bit of uh, success from, from affiliate too, affiliates who run on Google. Do you use YouTube at all? One of the things that we're talking a lot about is how YouTube is really that top of funnel piece to, to Google for sort of demand generation that you might not have. Interesting. Uh, because you're, yeah, I, I was curious if you've tested that at all yet. We have tested YouTube here and there. I don't know how much spend we really committed to it, nor do I know how truly deep we dove in on it. But I'm sure it's something that I could ask Elam, who's our VP of growth. He, he did plenty of it back when he was at Pros. He was, he was Pros' VP of growth for a while, and he took that company from well, I'm not going to disclose numbers, but he took that company from something small to something very big, and he has a lot of experience with it. And you know, for one reason or another, it's something that we've dabbled in, but we haven't really dove headfirst into. But TikTok is booming. This is something we talk about on the podcast all the time. I just did a podcast with Jones Road Beauty the other day, and it's funny because they they um, run to their PDP page when they run on Facebook or on Google, I believe. But on TikTok, they only run to their quiz, and so there's probably a natural fit there. We were talking about TikTok being not really a social network; it's more of an entertainment platform than it is of anything. You have people in this like very passive mode where they're just sort of being served content based on on their interests. And, and just sort of like how important it is to just, yeah, create, as we say, like create TikToks, not ads. And in their case, like keep them in that entertaining, like your product is probably a natural fit, having such an interactive quiz as, as your call to action. And, and fitness, supplementation, nutrition really lives so natively on social media platforms, specifically on, on TikTok and Instagram. You just see so much of it there. So yeah, it, it is it is definitely a fit that's like a glove. And for us, I think we've been pretty impressed with how quickly TikTok's advertising platform has matured over the course of even like the last three, four months. They're growing like crazy and they're obviously bolting a lot of things on. But it's, it's been pretty cool to see how quickly they've been able to start serving advertisers in more and more effective ways. But uh, I guess to loop back to your original question on what's been the biggest driver of growth, I'm not, you know, I do have somewhat of a growth marketing background, very small growth marketing background. The, the real unlock that I think we've been able to focus on in the last year is related to product and also related to customer understanding, just really understanding where our customers are coming from and getting in their heads and figuring out what makes them tick and what makes gainful an important part of their lives. So one, I guess, pretty interesting arc for your listeners to hear about is we launched a ton of new products last year. That was the world's first personalized hydration, the world's first personalized pre-workout. We launched creatine, collagen, fiber. These are all billion dollar categories in and of, their, in and of themselves. And we launched all of that within the space of a year. And in a really bizarre way, they almost performed too well. And let me explain what I mean by that. We put it in front of all of our customers, people who would take the quiz. They're very bought in. They understand it's personalized. They trust our recommendations. They love that we have a registered dietitian. Obviously the brand is pretty powerful too, just from a visual perspective. It's a very put together, clean and compelling brand. And so when we put these products in front of people, we said new personalized hydration, new personalized pre-workout, creatine, collagen, fiber. People took them up. The take rate the percentage of our original protein customers and our new protein customers who were buying these products was astronomical. It, it blew away all of our expectations on how many people would be buying these products and our AOV skyrocketed. We went from, oftentimes we were in like the high 40s on AOV and some days we were hitting in the high 70s. It was a true transformation of 
the business from an average order value perspective. But then you get into, well, how many orders really can somebody be expected to have at an $80 price point with six products that they all have to mix together? They have to figure out where to fit it into their day. They have to learn about how each one of them actually dovetails with their goals. And at that point, we started realizing AOV is great, but it's not, it's not the end-all, be-all. You have to understand that from the customer perspective, people want to have a pretty tight-knit system of products that make the most sense for them and that they can really have every single day. And for that reason, we saw that by actually throttling a little bit the amount of products that we would show to people, making the recommendations more personalized, more tailored to their lives, we would have higher conversion rate and higher retention. So it's all about finding that balance, which is, I'm sure, something that all of your all your people, all your listeners who, who work in direct-to-consumer understand. All these metrics kind of play off of each other, and it's all about finding a balance. I don't know that many of my listeners understand having to slow down sales. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that's interesting, but to me, it's it's a it's a commentary on personalization. It's funny, uh, you know, what we're doing at D2C and what I'd actually been doing in my previous uh, gig just before this was b- uh, working on this concept of linear commerce, where you're essentially like, you're you're... Uh, you know, there's degrees of linear commerce. What we're doing is like we created an audience first and now we're creating products to sell to that audience. And it's kind of like the quiz, the quiz collapses that a little bit in a way, right? Where, you know, making it personalized, you're creating a distribution channel to this audience. You're strengthening your distribution channel to this audience and you're learning so much about them to the point where, you know, you're getting so much data on the front end of every purchase that eventually like launching new products into this audience through that distribution channel is going to be highly effective, it sounds like. Totally. Exactly. And, and that's something that we're constantly looking at, right, is what other places in our customers' lives do they need us? And lots more to come on that front. What do you think about people retrofitting personalization? Because, you know, you have personalization in your DNA. And like, are there, are there listeners, like if, if we're t- I mean, listeners out there, is it sort of like if your product isn't like fully personalized, like maybe you need to be thinking about another product that you launch that is fully personalized? Or is there a way to like retrofit personalization effectively? Personalization has to make sense for your category, too. And what I said at the top of the call, I think, really ought to be taken into consideration if you are looking to launch a personalization company. If you're looking to launch a personalization company and the product itself is not something where people have trouble figuring out what's right for them, it's not something that is quite high stakes, it's not something that people understand needs to be part of their lifestyle and they're looking for guidance on how to use it properly, then maybe personalization isn't necessarily the right thing. Personalization shouldn't be just slapped onto, say, a company that has a couple different flavors of their product or a company that has a couple different colors of their product. Because in those regards, people tend to like choice over a custom-made solution for them. They'd rather choose their color, perhaps, or choose their flavor, perhaps, than be told what color and flavor is best for them. Whereas in supplements, for the vast majority of normal human beings on this planet, they'd rather be told whether or not whey protein isolate, mislocasein, or whey protein concentrate is better for them based on the timing of their exercise, right? It's funny. I just did a podcast with uh, Four Sigmatic as well, and I feel like they they're they're someone that I feel like could could uh, benefit through like a personalization funnel potentially, where they maybe they're not going to be mixing individual products, but the the packages that end up getting um, submitted would be would be awesome. I wanted to dive in. You mentioned Y Combinator, and I know why. You know my my understanding of Y Combinator, it, like quite often I, the most the companies that I hear out of there are SaaS companies in a lot of cases. I wanted to ask like what what your Y Combinator experience was like as a D 2 C brand. Jahan and I we did Y Combinator when we were twenty one years old. So this was right out of college. It was a super cool experience because YC is the Silicon Valley, except 
Hollywoodified, if that makes sense. All the big names in Silicon Valley are there. You're working alongside a lot of serial entrepreneurs who have had incredible successes before them, and they're just doing Y Combinator again because their first experience was so great. The folks who founded Soylent, for example, were in our subgroup within YC. And so we saw them every week and we got to bounce ideas off of them. And that was a really cool experience and not something I think that we could have necessarily gotten from another accelerator. Ultimately, YC, as you said, is super, super well-tailored to consumer software businesses, enterprise software businesses, deep tech, and more and more nowadays, biotechnology. And for us, we didn't fit really perfectly squarely into any of those categories when we did YC. I think YC is certainly making inroads into direct consumer, consumer brands, food as well. And in our batch, I think they definitely landed on something that was, and they picked up on something that was in the zeitgeist because there was a personalized supplements company, personalized vitamins company, there's personalized sports nutrition, which was gainful, there was personalized hair care, there was personalized skincare. Um, but all in all, I think we would definitely do that all over again because the best part about YC was the amount of focus that they place on you for those three months that you're in YC. It's all about the customer. It's all about talking to the customer, understanding their problems, iterating quickly, breaking things, rebuilding them again, and making sure that whatever you do, the customer is always a North Star. Talking to them and figuring out what is it really emotionally, features-wise, tactically that they want from Gainful. And that's that's a training that I think you know everyone purports to keep as their North Star, something that's a training that I think everybody says ought to be top of mind for any consumer brand. But in a way, YC was uh, were the first the first people to, to, to teach us that. And, and of course, this cannot be glossed over. Y Combinator is one of the most powerful fundraising platforms in the world. It's remarkable the number of people who come out of the woodwork to invest in Y Combinator companies at Demo Day. And that, that can't be discounted. That's a huge draw as well. Were they pivotal in your in your seven point five million dollar raise? I think so. I don't think we would have been exposed to the network and the sheer breadth of investors that we were exposed to had we not gone through Y Combinator. But I do also think that with our seed investors, our seed lead brand project, they were the first investors in companies like Daily Harvest, Freshly, Pet Plate, a lot of direct consumer subscription companies in the food and consumable space, I think they would have found us eventually anyways, and we would have found them. It definitely has been a great match, and they ended up being the folks who co-led our Series A as well. So it turned out to be a, both a, a fruitful short-term and a fruitful long-term partnership. But um, for a lot of the other checks that were written between you know our angel round and our Series A, YC certainly came in handy. What do your goals look like for 2022? Uh, like how big can, uh, can Gainful get? Gainful has a couple of tricks up its sleeve this year. We are cranking away at some really, really interesting new product innovation, which we will maybe unveil this year. But we also want to also take some lessons from last year and not launch a ton of products before we figure out exactly what it is that our customers want from us from a system level personalization. And so that's a lot of what we're thinking about right now is how do we get the right products to customers at the right time? We're doing a ton of work on the digital product side. We've hired some incredible folks to work on digital product, both engineering, product design, and product management um, here at Gainful to help us through those big, meaty engineering projects that we have for the remainder of the year here as well. Um, and we're also doing a lot of really interesting consumer segmentation work. As you mentioned earlier on in this call, the number of customer journey, customer flows, 
that we have is exponential and always growing exponentially. It's a pretty, pretty intricate web at this point. And we want to be able to take some of the really interesting stuff that we've learned from a customer segmentation and persona study that we've done, where we talk to a ton of customers, we surveyed a ton of customers to figure out what drives them and motivates them to take our products um, and layer that on in an even more deeply personalized manner over top of a lot of our personalized flows, both in lifecycle marketing, but also in acquisition marketing as well. I think you might need an AI you might need, a, you, might need to, you, you might create generalized artificial intelligence. I just, I just read that Google cracked that the other day. So, so maybe they can get on this because <laughs> yeah. there's a ton of data in here. I, I, I can only imagine, yeah, like how good you guys can get with, with this amount of data, uh, kind of built into all these infinite flows. Um, I wanted to ask, this is a standard question. I'm just curious in your, in your view, like if we were to give, call it $50,000 for, for use, uh, to help grow gainful, uh, where would you put that to use, would, would you suggest, in the next, uh, say, month? There's a couple places. Am I allowed to divvy the money up? Yep, <laughs> and divvy. figure out where we want to put it? Okay. Part of it would definitely go to new product innovation. New product innovation, I think, is core and central to what we're doing. And that's not just on the physical product side, not just on creating new formulations, finding new novel functional ingredients, but also on the digital side as well. We're talking to a ton is that of... education? Are we talking about courses? Are we talking about that kind of thing? We're talking about twofold. One, the actual physical products, doing R&D, working with food scientists, working with dietitians, working with our science advisors to develop new products in new categories. And then on the other side, there is more of what you, what you just mentioned, more of the education, more of the honestly thinking about it in terms of a performance ecosystem where there are all these different interesting platforms, connected fitness devices, wearable technologies that are coming together. And everyone is kind of looking for the so what? Like, what do we do with all this data? What do we do with all this, uh, all these biometrics that we're now gathering? And I think one really great outlet for that is personalized nutrition. That can be a great so what. So that was that was part of what we used the the fifty thousand dollars that you're that you're mentioning. And then another part is taking that again very customer centric mindset that I'm mentioning, the hyper personalization that we need, and then investing into things like our registered dietitian program to give people even deeper access to the registered dietitians, whether it means actually having video calls with the registered dietitians that we have on staff so that people can get truly this like deeply one-on-one guidance that we've always had, um, but we haven't been able to do in the same way that you would if you walked into your local gym and you went to the back room and you talked to the nutritionist on staff there. It could be a monthly service, nutritionist as a service. Uh, a monthly fee. I like it. And right now we're doing it for free and, and, and we, we want, we want to do it for free forever because it is such a core part of what makes Gainful special is the human guidance yeah. that underpins every single one of these recommendations we make on our website. I can see that being hugely impactful. Are you planning anything on web three? <laughs> nothing, nothing as of yet, but if, uh, if you have any good ideas for us, just give me a shout and I'll see what we can do with that 50 K. Okay. I love it. Oh, Eric, this was fantastic. Thanks for coming on the uh, on the podcast today. Are there any parting words that you'd leave uh, our audience with today? If there's one thing, and I think this is probably going to sound trite at this point, given how many times I've said it, but if there's one thing I would love to leave people with, it's that personalization is fantastic, but it's just a means to an end. And the end is really understanding each customer and treating every customer as an individual. This is something that I think can be applied to every single category, every single industry, every single business model and it doesn't have to be wrapped in the 
glitz of what personalization is today, because ultimately personalization is just a way for us to understand every single customer and treat them in a way that recognizes that they have needs that may be different from the customer next to them. And if you're looking to make gains like I am, you can go to gainful.com and uh, and take a personalized quiz find out what uh what exact supplements you need. Uh are you I know, we discussed that you're not active on Twitter. Is there anywhere where you'd recommend cuz one of the great things about this podcast you're going to get a bunch of people who reach out like Jeff Bezos, I already told you. <laughs> um where where do you recommend that people reach out to you? I am I have an open book. I'm happy to have people reach out to me. My email is very easy to guess. It's just eric at gainful.com. I would especially appreciate if anybody would like to reach out to me and have any questions about Gainful's journey or about ways that I can help you. If you also took the quiz at Gainful.com, tried out our products and gave me constructive criticism, I would love to hear the good, the bad, and the ugly about all the products that you can possibly try for Gainful. And I would be happy to volunteer some of my time to help you out in return. I love it. I'll give you the one. Just when I popped on the quiz and I see across the top, it says 40% off has been applied to your cart, but I don't know why that is. I ended up searching and I saw, oh, there's a winter sale on and that's why that's there. there but I but I would say you might want to put winter sale like in that header so that you know that it's not just discounted for some reason. That is very good feedback. I'll bring that to our team and uh, and I'll tell them that uh, that. Eric thinks he got the 40% off just because he's a very special, very special visitor to the website. Well, I know how special I am, but I appreciate it. No, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad that we'll find uh, ears. Dude, this was fun. Thanks again. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Good to finally get the time to, to chat about all things direct-to-consumer. And if there's ever any questions that you have for our team, please don't hesitate to reach out. Let's stay in touch. You're now our uh, D2C's personalization expert, so we'll be leaning on you heavily over the next, uh, next little while. <laughs> Lovely. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can do that right now at directtoconsumer, all one word, dot co. I'm Eric Dick, and this has been the D2C Podcast. We'll see you next time.